Death couldn't hold him. Death could not hold him. Happy, happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter, whatever you want to call it. Happy Day. Uh, this is Happy Day. I wrote a little poem. I said, okay, he is risen. We're forgiven. And let's get on with living, right? We have great reason for living. You know, my little poem. Anyway, yeah, so he has risen just as he said. And he will rule the earth in the millennial kingdom just as he said. Just as he said. Nothing can stop it. <laughs> they couldn't stop him then, and they cannot stop him now. Hey, patriots, my name is Melissa Red Pill the World. I'm with the Freedom Force Battalion. You guys know that. Those of you who have been here for all this time, if you're new, I'm so glad you're here. Everybody, I'm glad you're here. Happy Resurrection Day. All of humanity is in a giant resurrection, in a giant awakening, a great, great, great awakening. Um, I have tons of videos on freedomforce.live. I hope you'll join with me showing how this is biblical. This is biblical literally. And there's a lot of things that are still confusing. There's a lot of patriots are confused and we've all been confused, right? On various times and various ways. But the Lord is leading us. He's leading us out of this tyranny. He's leading us to the promised land. And this is biblical. So do not worry. Be very happy. Look at my little sign. The best is yet to come. Hang in there. Hang in there. So today we're going to talk about um, this... Uh, this video that uh, Bannon was talking about, the descent into hell, I want to talk a little bit about that. And uh, because I think a lot of folks maybe don't know what happened between the crucifixion and the resurrection and what the, what does the Bible say about that? Anyway, so it was really good. It was, anyway, some things that we need to make sure that we have really clear in our head on uh, what that is. So we'll talk about that. I also want to show you um, the video from Vigano. Oh my goodness, Archbishop Vigano called them out. He left no stone unturned. He was on, he just called out everybody. So let's get started. If you're new here, this is my book, End Times. I've talked to you two major, uh, two bestsellers now. Thank you, Lord. Uh, End Times, ma uh, Major Clues from Minor Prophets. That's my newest release. And then um, that is about all the promises that this would happen. That's in the Old Testament, in the Minor Prophets that no one ever reads. And so I did, and I said, this is the, what they were telling us all this time. We just didn't have the eyes to see it and put it together. So I think you'll really love that. I'm working on the audiobook, and uh, it's taking a while, but it's going to get done. Just like everything else, it always it gets done eventually. Um, the other, the first one was End Times and A Thousand Years of Peace. And I'm thinking, you know, it, it might be easier for people to grasp the one from the my, major clues from Minor Prophets because it's a little bit longer book, but um, because you don't have your headset so strongly on a certain uh, belief about what Habakkuk or Zephaniah was saying. People don't even know who, <laughs> who these people are. So, you know, because I think in Revelation, we've had our minds seated so much. So I have a, a kind of a neat thing that's happening here. And I can't talk a lot about it, but I'm just really excited what we've been praying for, that we might just co soon have a breakthrough. So just please continue to pray that the that uh, more believers will really latch on and realize that's what's happening there's no doubt about it. We know that, but we need to, more to share this information. So thank you, thank you, thank you for always liking and sharing and subscribing because we want people to be encouraged and hopeful that this uh, 
this is the this is the biblical, no doubt about it. All right, so this was the video that um, Bannon had out uh, yesterday, um, and I thought it was really really good. Today is April seventeenth. This was he posted this April sixteenth. Um, he's got it sliced into little pieces, so I think more people have seen it than seventy five hundred. Either way, this is an amazing picture. I'm going to try to make it a little bit bigger. This is um, it's called the descent into hell. <laughs> Quite a catchy title. Quite a catchy title. And uh, so they're coming from a Catholic standpoint, and I got to give it to the Catholics that they do uh, do a better job of talking about hell, and <laughs> they really do. They they uh, have more teaching about it. They more they discuss it more. I think that some people are scared to pieces, but maybe <laughs> maybe that's a good thing. Anyway, this picture right here, and I don't know why I can't get it to get any bigger, but anyway, this picture right here is our Lord Jesus. Uh, a picture of him uh, arriving in. In hell, to to tell, we're like, what is he doing? Why would Jesus go? So you know, the uh, the Apostles' Creed says that he descended into hell. What in the world? What does that mean? Well, we know when our Lord Jesus died on the cross, he said it is finished. So we know that it was finished at the cross. He he fulfilled. He he uh, the all of the wrath of God was poured out on him, and he finished the task on the on the cross. So the only thing that he's doing now is announcing it. <laughs> Announcing it. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and show you this passage in Second Peter, chapter three. Um, I, I'm going too fast. Okay, so let me just back up. Let me back up. I want to make sure that you understand. Uh, and I just posted this on Telegram for those who uh, maybe aren't familiar so much with um, uh, Abraham's bosom and and the place of torment. Maybe you aren't familiar with those places. And so I I post all the time on my social media. Here it is. Social media, social platforms, Truth Social, Telegram, Getter, Gab, Instagram. And I have a wonderful, wonderful team. Uh, uh, Tammy and Colleen always post all of these posts. And I know it's like stream of consciousness. They post this over on these other platforms so that you can be aware of everything that's going on now. Um, so, and I have the, these are the video channels that I'm on, that I'm posting on now. Um, so on there, I posted this video right here of the rich man and Lazarus. If you don't remember that story, oh, it's Luke something or another. I don't remember exactly where, but anyway, just Google it. You'll, you'll find it. Um, the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man woke to find himself in torment. And that's where this video starts, is that that's the very first thing that Jesus tells in the story. And that's exactly what, in his parable, and this is exactly what happens in this movie, in this little video, which I, you know, I've been... A missionary for so long, and I sometimes it was just easier to, and kids would pay attention more if I showed a video. This is more a video I showed to the youth, not uh, to the high school students rather than the elementary ones. But anyway, whatever. This is, uh, I'm going to show you just a little clip of it and then uh, talk about it.
There you go. This is uh, our, our Lord Jesus was really calling out the powers that be back in the day. And, you know, these have, have descended. These have, these have uh, awakened, awoke in hell. They, uh, they thought that they were the kings of the world, that they thought that they were on the, you know, maybe that even if they knew that they were worshiping demons, they thought, oh, we, we are the, you know, the demons will look out for us because we're on their side. Yeah, not so much. They awake to find themselves in the pits of hell. And that was a, was a powerful parable that our Lord Jesus told. And this is a very, very powerful video. He had been wealthy by extortion and by evil. And then the other one was Lazarus. Lazarus uh, awoke and he was in Abraham's bosom. Okay, so here is... Let me see at the, toward the end. So he remember the story. He's like, come and dip your finger in the water and cool my tongue because I'm in misery. He was hollering across this great gulf. He says, come dip your finger. Mm, can't go there. You, we can't. There's a big gulf between. You can't go there. Yeah. Okay. This is a tra translated into some other language, but this is where um, they're actually at the funeral of this guy saying, oh, isn't this, you know, uh, I'm sure that he, he was such a wealthy man. I'm sure he's had a wonderful mansion in heaven and not so much. And they continued on this deception, this foolishness of thinking that you can live like the devil and end up in heaven. But yes, yeah, I want you to see this portion right here. Here is, um, this is, he's, uh, this is Lazarus. So the rich man and Lazarus. So Lazarus enters into what they called Abraham's bosom. They didn't call it heaven. So it, it leads us to believe in various passages lead us to, I'm going to show you the passage here in just a second in first Peter chapter three, that lead us to believe that they were in a waiting place until they saw if Jesus was going to be full. They didn't know his name was going to be Jesus, but until the savior would come and, and have victory over the darkness. And so they had to kind of wait in a, just to see, is he going to, to finish? And, and as our Lord Jesus said on the cross, the last thing he said on the cross before he gave up his, uh, uh, gave up his spirit, he said, it is finished. He did accomplish the task. He drained the drop of all of the wrath of God on the cross for three hours. And even he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? But he was forsaken of the Lord because all of our sins were put on him. And so now he has achieved this um, unbelievable, amazing task to take on and to take uh, the punishment for all of our sins. It's uh, absolutely amazing. And so anyway, they were, they were waiting to see if he would accomplish this task. They didn't understand how it was going to be and what was going to happen exactly. But this is a very strange picture right here of Jesus descending into hell and announcing, oh, just so you know, I have defeated Satan. You thought Satan was going to win? Mm, he didn't. I won. I won at the cross. And so it says that he, he preached to these souls in this place. Right here it says this in 1 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to read it out of the NLT version. So he went, and let me back up a little bit just so you can see. Um, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he's died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Okay, they were in this, like that rich man in Lazarus, the rich man was in this torment. Okay, and he was, uh, you know, these were in this 
kind of a holding place. Those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his ark. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by the removing of dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience, that you are are, are honoring God from your conscience. You're doing what's in your heart. You feel like you're doing the, the you know, every time, everything you're doing, Lord, is this the right thing to do? You're following God's spirit in your heart. Okay. And so that's really what the Lord is looking at. Are you following what you, you know, you know is wrong and you're doing it anyway because of the, this, that, and the other, or are you doing what's right from in your heart? Okay. And yes, we've all been deceived in many ways. And we maybe thought like in the past, we thought we were doing the right thing or teaching the right thing. We didn't realize that we had been duped into, into doing something wrong uh, or teaching something wrong or supporting something wrong either way. But the Lord is looking at the heart. What is your goal? What is your, what is your motivation? Are you wanting to uh, honor him and help the world and all of that? Anyway, so it's effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So this is because he rose from the dead. We have this same spirit in us that gives us the ability to rise up above doing the dark deeds. Okay. It's amazing. So that we have the power over sin and darkness. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God and all the angels and authorities and powers accept his authority. So that's what he was now announcing that he preached to them. What's he telling them? I won. <laughs> Just letting you know, I defeated the dark side. And that's really what this descent into hell, that he's not going to suffer anymore. He had suffered all on the cross and completed uh, that mission and, and, and completed the, the atonement for sin. And so now he goes and announces and he, he opens the gates for people like, you know, uh, uh, who were in Abraham's bosom, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Daniel, all these who were prior to Christ and his uh, completion of the work on the cross, and they enter into this beautiful heaven. Now, they don't yet have the resurrected bodies. We're going to get those all at the same time after the 1,000 years of peace on earth. That's not for now. This is for later. And actually, someone was asking me this question. I'll go ahead and do this now. So it says... um, uh, the, the Lord really, verse nine of second Peter chapter three, the Lord really isn't being slow about his promises. Some people think, no, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief and the heavens will pass away with terrible noise and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. This, this destruction of the old heaven, the old earth and all these old bodies will happen at the same time after the millennial kingdom, after Gog and Magog, after that battle. And I go into this in the book. I go into this in several places on my, my channels, uh, my videos. If you look here, freedomforce.live, you look at the, the video links, you'll see I have just a whole playlist on this. So you can, you can look up, I think this is in Revelation chapter 20, I think. Anyway, so this is when God, after Gog and Magog is when we will have the new bodies, the new heaven and the new earth. Okay. We're first going to have this 1000 years of peace where there's going to be health and wealth and peace on earth. Nation won't rise against nation and all of that. And uh, that, um, that the beast this evil cabal and the false prophet, those who have literally used God's word in his, in his church for evil and all these religious institutions for evil, they will be gone. They will never come out again. And so that's for a thousand years. It's going to be wonderful. And that's what we're just at the threshold of. But what's going to happen after that, after Gog and Magog is the, the what he's talking about here, that the, all the earth will be burned up. All the, 
the old heaven, the old earth, the old bodies are gone away, and we have the new heaven, the new earth, and the new bodies that go along with it. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like that, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we're looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth he has promised, a world filled with righteousness. All right, so what, but what we're moving into right that's for later, that's for after a thousand years. And what we're waiting, we're working on now is getting this beast and false prophet out of here so that we can have this new, um, uh, the brand spanking new thousand years uh, millennial kingdom on earth now. All right, so I want you to see that. So I would definitely encourage you to watch this video. The main reason I wanted you to see it was so you understand this place of Abraham's bosom and this place of torment where they were waiting to see uh, if Jesus would accomplish this task and he did. So praise to the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hit the king of the world is our great, great savior. Now, Pasobic, I'm going to see if I can get this to play. Yay. Okay. So the, in this video, one of the things I want you to hear was that they were talking about um, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And I just, I'm so crazy about Bannon, I can't even tell you. But he did mention something. I was like, oh, Bannon, no, no, no. He was talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to mock the Holy Spirit. Well, you could say mock, but that's not really getting to the point of it. The point of it is the, to blaspheme the Holy Spirit is to cast the Holy Spirit out. It's to take in these demons and have the demons operate in and through you as a host. Imagine doing that. That Say, okay, for the demons to come and dwell and say, I'll let you be my host. This is crazy talk, right? But that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That is what is also called in, in 1 John chapter 4, I think it is, the sin unto death. This is what it's talking about when it says um, uh, the unpardonable sin. When someone takes in demons, they have chosen to be a, a host for demons. Now, there were some who uh, the Lord Jesus saw, you know, that had, had had demons, like the guy with legion, and he had somehow opened the door. Various people had opened the door for demons to dwell within them and to, for them to be the host. And they were purged. They were cleansed and they were set right. And so that it has happened. And that's what, you know, a lot of this is about is we're waiting for some of these people to, to, uh, to turn and, and, and not. So they don't end up in eternal hell. If we have to go through some suffering and even if we have to die to keep people from having to have an eternity in hell, you see what I'm saying? If you look at it that way, you're like, okay, I understand now why maybe this is taking so long. Hopefully some people will repent. All right. But anyway, he's talking about this. Um, it's very interesting because they connect the dots to how these evil demons at the top, Gates, Fauci, Soros, you know, uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, all these at these top demons, how they are trying to work the world where we all uh, descend into this darkness and where we all, it, you do with this metaverse where we are controlled, where they're the gods and we're the underlings. We're the, the subhumans, like on that movie, which I don't know if you, my mom says you couldn't even get through that one to the island of Dr. Moreau, but it's, you know, where they have made us into a subclass and that, that we, they're completely controlled. Kind of like what they were talking about. The, the, the robot dogs are going to the people's houses uh, and, and they're outside the door and they're like, you can't come out. You have to stay in there. And the people are, I mean, it's like hell. They're hollering and screaming. I mean, it's been, last time I heard it was like three days they'd gone without food. I mean, it's just hellish. That's what they want. Anyway, I want you to see how they connected these dots. Um, the ideas of when dealing with the demonic, and this is something, by the way, that I feel like the, the, the Western church and a lot of these progressive churches just completely eschew, right? You know, they say, uh, they say, well, are you saved? Are you saved? Are you saved? And say, right, are you saved by Christ? But saved from what? Right, saved from what? 
And so um, the the scholarly discussion, right? It's considered untorrid. It's considered, you know, um, you know, not you know, not something you could talk about at the fancy country club. You know, Cardinal Dolan's not going to be getting into that. But when you actually delve into this, every parish, every diocese at least, is supposed to have, or even an archdiocese, is supposed to have an exorcist. And in the ideas with, um, within doctrinal possession, right, the doctrine on possession, the idea is, isn't, it's not like a movie where you go into, you know, the haunted house and the house is evil, like, you know, in Stephen King and The Shining. It's the idea that you've invited or invoked something in. And it's always through, and you're tempted, of course, obviously, uh, through sin, but it's always through the gain of power, the gain of influence, the gain of function, uh, right, gain of function, um, the gain of abilities to do more here in the earthly realm, and you can cheat to get ahead, right? And this is where this is where Crowley came in. That's why, I mean... Explain who Alistair Crowley is for the audience. You know, so I, actually, Crowley, if, I, if I can hit go, that, go if I can hit that yeah, real quick, hit uh, you know... Yep. That, that prophecy that you just described, uh, roughly 2040, I think that's really fascinating in light of uh, Gary Lackman's work. You know, we were talking about Lackman yesterday, I think. Uh, he's written a number of wonderful books about Rudolf Steiner. He actually wrote a book uh, that, that references Steve. Um, but uh, his book, Turn Off Your Mind, The Dark Side of the Mystic Sixties, uh, describes the progression of uh, the sort of manifestation of a satanic culture through comic books, through rock and roll, through movies. And he traces a direct line from Aleister Crowley, who in 1904, if I recall correctly, uh, pinned over the course of three days the Book of the Law, which was supposedly transmitted to him by some sort of non, uh, non-corporeal deity. Now, the book of the law is where you get... A demon, in other words, it's a, that Crowley, Crowley, whatever, Alistair Crowley was, was uh, connected to a demon that he wrote this. It's so disgusting. Can you imagine? Ugh. Uh, the idea of do what thou wilt. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. And what Lackman does is he traces not just the idea of do what thou wilt without regard to divine dictates or holy order. Uh, he traces culturally... Uh, the, a line from Aleister Crowley up through uh, uh, writers like, uh, 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 well, in particular, Timothy Leary, uh, who had enormous influence over the cultural revolution that ensued throughout the 60s, and where you saw a lot of what would become these sort of depraved sexual acts really coming into uh, the public mindset and spreading around the society. Then he traces that down. Basically, he ends the story at Charles Manson and the Manson family killings. And I, I think that that, pr- that prophecy, while, you know, 2000, or, I mean, I'm sorry, 1940, 1930, 1904, 1960, what it does show, I think, is this awareness on the part of religious people uh, in her time and really as the modern era arose, the awareness that all of the traditional structures of society were being destroyed and they were being replaced by this really libertine sort of ethos that allowed people, at least who had the wealth and power, to do what they will, to do whatever they want. And- As in Fauci and Gates and all these, Clinton and all that, get away with anything and everything. The abuse well, of that power also- has been manifest throughout the last 30, 40, 50 years in ways that technology really has only made possible. Yeah, Joe, that's also where we get this sort of idea that 
you know, that Woodstock, so Woodstock of 1969 was somehow the pinnacle of, of human existence, right? One of the most um, just depraved, degenerate, uh, the, the sexual assaults that were going on, the drugs that were going on, um, the violence that happened. Saved by the fire. All, all of which is, is just completely never discussed anymore. Saved by the police, uh, the local police and fire department that were able to help the kids there. Okay. The, the children. That that I really hadn't even realized that that's what Woodstock was about was that they were, they were uh, children. I didn't even I didn't connect that dot. But they always talk about oh Woodstock is just this. Uh, we want the whole world to be Woodstock. Basically, it's the it's hurting children, the trafficking of children, the the rape of children, and the torture of children. I mean, that's just like I didn't realize. I, didn't, I don't know if you'd connected that dot. So this is again that they have led people in this metaverse is where not only they, they have these underlings, but also that you, that it's just drawing people into this dark, dark evil. Uh, so that I wanted you to be aware of that. And that's really what's what this, you know, when, when they talk about the, the blasphemy of the Holy spirit is to push this Holy spirit out of humanity. That is their goal. That is what the, the, the goal is. But the wonderful thing about the cross is that our Lord Jesus, uh, that he, you know, he defeated this. He defeated at the cross. And as I said on my little picture here, he he will rule this earth. They cannot stop it. And this is what's what's coming. This is what's wonderful. But we have to all realize who these people are. And ha- and we as a humanity have to cast them out. It can't be that, that he just does it. We have to say we don't want them <coughs> to rule over us anywhere. All right, so then we're getting there. Now, this is... Um, Archbishop Archbishop Vigano. Oh my goodness, I can't play the whole thing, but oh my goodness, he called out. Let me see if I can give a list of everybody he called out. He just went on and on and on. That wasn't it. All right, so here, oh, where did I have that post? He called out everybody. Here's the here is actually the link on the American Report dot org. You can listen to, uh, you can read the entire transcript. This was uh, at the Reawakening uh, Reawaken America rally in Salem, Oregon on April 2nd, uh, 2022. And so he's calling out everybody. I'll just give you a little, little snippet of it. I mean, he just, he's so courageous. It's really only the grace of God that he is uh, alive and, and it gives praise to the Lord. He's just so beautiful. Check it out. Reawakening. It is because until now, someone has forced you to sleep, drunkened you, and distracted you from what he was plotting in order to continue undisturbed in his criminal action. But the slumber of Americans and all people has lasted far too long. It is now the moment to open our eyes to wake up and to understand what has happened and what is happening. It is the moment to act. The threat of a third world war is working on all of us. They have told that President Putin invaded Ukraine to support his expansionist ambitions, but in reality, the main purpose of Russia's military operation is to prevent the aggression of the deep state and NATO. Can you believe he called that out? I told you! I told you he did! And interestingly enough, the one who asked him to speak was General Flynn. 
So I know General Flynn at times has been like, oh, Ukraine, supporting Ukraine. It's a, it's, it's chess. We're think chess moves. He can't come out and say this, but he does. He did have Vigano come out and tell the truth about what's really going on in Ukraine and that Putin is the good guy stopping the NATO aggression, stopping this cabal aggression where they're taking over this area of Ukraine to do all their bioweapons. He's calling it out. Putin is fighting against the same globalist elite that hold us all hostage. On March 6, the Russian ambassador to the United Nations denounced what you have been advocating for two years. He declared that Donald Trump is the legitimate president of the United States and that the election was falsified with the complicity of the European nations using the Dominion apparatus. He's calling out Dominion. He's calling out that this was a, this was a, a that Donald Trump is the illegitimate president. He's calling, <laughs> this man, I mean, he just, he's like had rapid fire, truth, truth, truth. And we know that in order to advance the agenda of the Great Reset, it was necessary to get rid of Trump would never have allowed either the pandemic fast or the escalation of the Russian-Ukrainian crisis. This is not a war of the Ukrainian people. It is not the Ukrainian people who are persecuting their Russian brothers, but a puppet government supported by neo-Nazi military militias corrupt government designed by the globalist cabal which today find itself with a cocaine addicted president a former actor and dancer who hides billions in tax havens while the Ukrainian people is among the poorest in Europe he's calling out Zelensky as a Nazi cocaine cocaine and and uh, you know evil doer who's controlled by the cabal <laughs> it is not a war of the Russian people for years the Russian Federation has been demanding respect for the Russian speaking minority and the international community has only turned the other way it is not a war of the European nation it is the leaders of the European Union who want a conflict in order to justify implementing the Great Reset and imposing a dictatorial regime made up of limitation on freedom, an impoverishment of the population, the elimination of small businesses, the imposition of an inhuman and technocratic model of life and the cancellation of the identity of nations, their history, and their religion. It is not a war of the United States. The American fought anti-Nazism against Nazism. And it is scandalous that today Biden is helping a government that supports and collaborates with the extremist groups 
that hoist the swastika and propagate Nazi ideas. It is the deep state with its servant now infiltrated into all institutions that once were in order to extend its dominion over the whole world under the pretext of exporting democracy. While in reality it is thinking only on selling weapons, enriching itself and appropriating the resources of the invaded countries, sowing destruction and death. Did you hear that? They're only concerned with making money, selling arms, uh, taking the resources and sowing death and destruction. <laughs> he couldn't, he just, he's just amazing. We should not be surprised to learn that on January the 6th, 2021, at the Capitol in Washington, D.C., there were members of the Azov Battalion present. Azov Battalion, the same ones who are wreaking havoc in Ukraine, who are hurt, who've been for years hurting the, the people of Ukraine, the Russian people, all these people who are in Ukraine. The Azov Battalion that we are, who are doing all these atrocities, they're the real ones. They were at January 6th to do this, voice this, this false flag on the patriots who were standing up for President Trump and to blame, uh, to blame us. That's, the, he's calling them out. The enemies of the state have no qualms about aligning themselves with war criminals so as to blame their political opponents and accuse President Trump of insurrection. This fact alone should be enough to understand their subversive project and their intention to stop at nothing to achieve it. Behind this war, there is the desire to destroy the international balance, to force European nations to impose sanctions on Russia that mainly affect, affect Europe in perfect harmony with the aims of the Great Reset, the destruction of the economy of the nation that depend on Russian gas and raw materials intends to force them to supply themselves from USA in quantity much lower than their needs and at a much higher price. But above all, it intends to subject them and enslave them as the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Newland, admitted some time ago. This the news of their involvement in the presence of American biolaboratories in Ukrainian territory, co-financed by Soros in the activity of Burisma, in the money ring of Obama and Clintons, confirm an enormous, scandalous conflict of interest that in itself ought to make us ask. He's calling out the bioweapons labs in Ukraine, funded by Soros, uh, just all these ones who were involved in this, he's calling all of that out. In whose name does Joe Biden speak? Does he speak for the defense of the interests of the United States or to hide the crimes he and his son committed? 
Does he speak as president of the United States or as a puppet in the hands of the deep state and the globalist cabal? This is a war. Yes. A war that began some time ago. Remain underground and became evident with the pandemic. It is a war of the elite against the whole of humanity. It's an undeclared war, but one that has already claimed millions of victims as a result of denied treatments and forced vaccines more than by weapons. So he's calling out the vaccines. He's calling out that this is how the people have died and that, you know, it, this is this is intentional by the quote elite cabal globalists. What is Russia asking of Ukraine to recognize the independence of Crimea, to guarantee the rights of Donetsk and Lugansk, to repress neo-Nazi movement, and to remain neutral? These are things that United Nations should demand first. And Zelensky himself, under pressure from Putin's military forces, has said that he is willing to negotiate peace conditions, perhaps with the intention of obtaining a ceasefire in order to reposition his forces. Yeah, he's wanting the, the ceasefire. Because he just wants to be able to reposition his forces. He wants to not just, just stop and let us go back to our, the evil that we were doing. And Putin is nothing doing. That's not going to happen. Isn't this amazing? So I'm going to call this video uh, freedomforce.live slash Vigano, V-I-G-A-N-O. And so I'll have on there the link so you can share, share this entire clip. It's on my Telegram because, I don't know, share it somehow. It's, you can save it to your device and, and email it, text it, whatever, however you can get it out there so people can hear what this man says, especially for Catholics. They uh, you know, hopefully would listen to what he has to say. It's powerful. And uh, I really appreciate uh, General Flynn giving him this platform. And so our job is to get this out as, we, as fast as we can. Could die in these criminal speculations. How much longer will they leave those who should be defending national interests and promoting good for their citizen, free to serve their own interests? You may be wondering why a bishop speaking with words you would expect to hear from a politician. Perhaps it is because the politicians are almost all servants of the system, sold out to the globalist cabal, paid by the big pharma, Soros, or deep state. He's calling out all these politicians. He says almost all of them are controlled by Soros, the deep state, or, or blackmailed. Only a few. And you all know who those few are, and some are here today, have had the courage to denounce this worldwide coup, oppose the mainstream narrative, and raise their voices against the violation of the fundamental rights and the constitutional freedoms of citizens. Allow me to speak to you as a bishop, I first denounced it two years ago 
But now the ferocious and violent assaults of these conspirators is so obvious that they are no longer even hiding. It is an attack by the elite that has as its purpose the destruction of everything that is part of our identity, of our culture, and of our faith. It is an infernal elite who desire death and hate life. It's an infernal elite. Infernal as in demonic. He's calling them out as demonic. He said that they are trying to destroy our societies and our culture, our faith. And this, they have to be stopped, is what he's saying. Who desire disease and hate health. With peace and desire war. An elite that it is based on lies and the tests of truth. An elite who wants slavery and tyranny and hate the freedom of God's children. It is an elite that hates God, hates our Lord Jesus Christ, and has devoted itself to the service of Satan. Well, I guess he's been pretty clear. I'm so thankful for him. Pray for Archbishop Vigano that no weapon formed against him will prosper because he is a very powerful voice for that a lot of people will respond to. So let's get this out there and just continue to pray for him. So I, 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 I'm going to let you listen. To the, I'm going to play a little, one more little bit and then you can listen to the whole thing. If you really want to wake up, if the great awakening is what inspires your protest, you must have the courage to look reality in the face, to understand that if these traitors have managed to come to power and today can decide the fate of individual nations and the whole world, it is because we have not reacted from the beginning against the first signs of their plans. We have tolerated the destruction of the family. We have endured the placing of true God on an equal footing with the idols. We have allowed billions of innocent people to be killed by abortion. We have allowed our children to be corrupted with immorality, pornography, the corruption of gender theory, and the LGBT ideology. We have allowed our rulers to use freedom not to serve God and the common good, but to worship Satan and spread sin and vice. We have believed that if we left others free to act against the natural and divine law, they would in turn leave us free to be honest and good citizens. In other words, wake up because they, they, they won't just say, oh, well, you, know, you live your life and I'll live my life. No, no, no. They want to, all of us, be descent into the world of hell. They want hell to be the, on earth and for, for, for them to, as Satan's minions, to rule the earth. They won't let us live our lives and let them live their lives. And that, that was a foolhardy of us because we just let this happen. we fell into a huge deception. Because our tolerance towards evil 
as today necessary develop into societies intolerance for the good. They are intolerant of good. They are intolerant of good. We have been, we've tolerated this evil. So anyway, I, I just appreciate him so much. I, I, I'm going to let you just guys listen to the rest of it. But I'm so proud of him for calling all these out. I, you can see the whole thing on theamericanreport.org. It's uh, dated uh, April 2nd, 2022. Archbishop Vigano speaks to the American people at the Reawaken American Rally, America Rally and via the American Report. Okay, so definitely look into that. Um, I wanted to uh, remind you guys of this this amazing sign in the heavens that the Lord has learned about Ophiuchus. Um, and you will see that it's wrestling this snake, this giant, horrible snake wrapping all around. This is a picture of our Lord Jesus wrestling this evil. And they, the, the snake is always trying to get to the Corona Borealis, trying to get to the crown and rule the earth, but never, never, never can this snake, can this evil get to rule the earth. Never can they do that. So I want you to be encouraged that this is biblical. They will not be able to rule the earth. Yes, they've been doing a lot of evil and they have been tyrannical and it's been awful and they've done, but this is the day when it's being turned around. And that's what this, my books are all about. This is the end times for them. And a thousand years of peace for us. That's what we're headed to. Okay, so um, if, if you didn't see my video, I just did one yesterday. And it was a tour through Jerusalem of the exact path that our Lord Jesus took from the upper room all the way to Gethsemane where the, the uh, they, they arrested him and they took him back to Caiaphas. Uh, these are certain pictures of places that you maybe if you haven't gotten a chance to go to Jerusalem that you would definitely want to see this and see the proximity of everything, how they moved around all that that night. So definitely join me on that tour tour uh, all the way to Golgotha and the empty tomb. You will really, really like it, I think. So I'm, I'm just so thankful to be able to share that with you guys. So um, today we're going to start counting the Omer. Today is the Feast of First Fruits. This is the first day of the um, of the counting of the Omer. We count 50 Omer for seven weeks, seven times seven. And then the 50th day is the Jubilee. And this is represent, uh, is symbolic of when all the debts will be paid, all the captives will be freed, all of the, uh, you know, everything that they, they were afraid he was, Jesus was going to do then. But I, I, that's what he's doing now. <laughs> that's what's happening now. So this is the first day of the Omer, the first week and the first day of the, of the counting of the Omer. As it says in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 15, you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheaf of the waving, seven Sabbaths there shall be complete. Okay, so seven, seven days, seven Sabbaths, so seven, seven weeks. Okay, so really this is for this evening. Uh, when the sun goes down, you count that first one, and we're going to count each day until we get to the Jubilee, Jubilee, and uh, that's where we're headed. That's basically the, the day when, you know, all the world will be in, in freedom. Was it going to be this year? I don't know. He wanted us to count this because he wanted us to continue to have this hope, and so, okay, if it didn't happen this year it'll happen the next year one day this will happen he wants us to have that that hope seated in our hearts that this is going to happen and so wait for it if it tarries wait for it it will surely come and it will not be delayed and very similar to uh, it's in Habakkuk chapter 2 and very similar to what it says in um in uh, the second Peter um uh on the da, 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 let's see 
okay, the Lord isn't really slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed. He wants everyone to repent. All right, so I want you to see that. So that's the first day. So we're going to do that every every day. I'm going to be putting it onto our Telegram and our different social media, Getter and all that. So freedomforce.live is where you can find all the social media. Don't forget to support uh, Skippy D Doodah. I hope you guys can be there. I'm going to get to MC, and it's, I'm excited to meet everyone. We've got so many wonderful people who are supporting this. Not everyone's going to get to, to be there, but there are the ones who are supporting it are um, LT with and we know mike smith who created out of shadows he hardly goes any of these places um uh, um mel k is going to be there um the bikers against trafficking founders doc and rainy are going to be there uh they they help to uh help people to get restored and then also this wonderful team with russ wagner over at omega kingdom ministry that does all this on ecclesia they have a, a group called survivor aftercare chain breakers team and omega kingdom ministry so i'm so excited that we're going to have all this wonderful group here and so definitely join if you everybody who does everybody who who supports them even if you can't go you're going to be in um actually get a, a giveaway for my book you're gonna and i'll sign it and i'll get it to you if you're there i will give it to you i'll hand it to you if you're not there i will make sure to get it to you and so you will have one of my books so Anyway, so this is uh, definitely join in if you um, just just register with with skippydoodah.com and, and then you can be part uh, participate in that and help do everybody do our part to help these children. Let's all do something, okay? Even if I hope you can be there, it'll be so fun. But if you can't be there, I understand. And so, uh, but it, but let's just do everybody do something to help. All right, and <laughs> don't forget, somebody posted it was so funny because I have these beautiful blankets. They were so cozy, and so I posted on there that oh, Buddy said our new blankie is so soft he wanted to take a nap. And so Quinn Quinn Anon put on there that's fake news. We know you don't take a nap, Melly. <laughs> I thought that's true. I really don't take that many naps. But anyway, they really are beautiful and soft. And I just want to help to continue to support Mike Lindell and all that he is doing. He is going to, uh, like, like, like Vigano called out these Dominion machines. And we'll get injunctions on these machines because we can't have our elections controlled by these criminals, the criminal machines at all. So MyPillow.com slash Melly, promo code Melly, and you can get up to 75% off. I've seen some things on there, 90% off. So yeah, they've got some really great specials and it's a great way to support Mike Lindell and also look at these cool towels so I'm going to bring those on my trip to Sarasota Florida so yeah and then look I make my my nest so so fluffy and so cozy literally I wake up in the same position that I fell asleep there's it's so I love every but of their products they're all American made and um a patriot uh, uh, supported so anyway here's me and buddy taking our little nap so all right let's pray Um, and thank the Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord, for this promise. You rose from the dead. Nothing can stop you then and nothing can stop you now. Thank you that we are the blessed of the Lord to see this day and that you promised that we would be set free from these creeps and that the beast and the false prophet will be cast into the abyss never to hurt us again and that we'll have these wonderful days of peace. Lord, we're counting this, oh mayor, we're counting this first one. We're in great anticipation for that one day that on that jubilee we will see the fulfillment of all of our debts paid, all of the, the uh, 
the captives freed, everyone set free and the enemy gone. We know this will happen. You're not slow concerning your promise. You're patient and you are, you are, it will happen. If it tarries, we will wait for it. We know that it will happen and nothing can stop it. Um, thank you for all these wonderful patriots. Thank you for everyone getting truth out. Protect these wonderful patriots, Vigano and, uh, uh, just all these wonderful patriots at the, the awakening event, wake, uh, at the, at the skippity doo dah at, um, uh, to help the protect, to, provide for these children so they can be restored, Lord, so they can have the things that they need so that they can begin have their lives back and restored. Help us to help to restore every child uh, who has been uh, harmed in this way. Um, Lord, I uh, just set these children free, oh Lord, in every in every place throughout the world. And Lord, um, we lift up Bannon and Pasovic and, and, and of course our wonderful president. Thank you for, uh, all that he does and, uh, for, you know, artists getting out the truth. Lord, help us that even though we are all just, there's so much confusion. We don't understand all the things that are going on. Help us to just work together and to find a way to, to just get this truth and and piece all this together. Cause it's so, so confusing. We are desperate to have your spirit guide us into all truth because otherwise we can't figure it out at all. Lord, I pray that your, your people will start to wake up and realize what's really going on and that we're not leaving. We're entering into this beautiful day of peace. And I pray you just bless uh, all of our efforts to get that out there as this grassroots effort, as we're building this effort and sharing this truth, that more people will start to realize what's really happening this beautiful day that we're entering into. I pray for um, all these meetings that I'm going to be having, that you will bless them and, and, and help us to have this consensus and this understanding and, uh, and to really connect by your spirit. Only by your spirit can we do it. We pray all this in your wonderful name, Jesus. We love you so much. Amen. All right, guys, I love you. I will talk to you later. And have a wonderful, wonderful Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. Bye, guys.